I've been thinking a lot about what transpired this week. Thinking about that our executive branch encouraged a group acting as a militia with weapons to overtake the legislative branch with Molotov cocktails, zip tie handcuffs to kidnap the Congress people. And the fact that five people were killed, including Brian Sicknick, the Capitol police officer who was beaten to death with a fire extinguisher. And at first, I felt like there must be something off about my reaction. Because honestly, I wasn't surprised. But the more I read, I found that that was not an uncommon reaction. Very few people were surprised. The day was surprising. It was shocking to see what had been described for longer than what I want to talk about actually occur. And the emotions that are welling up in all of us, they're real. But for me, it took me a while to figure out what specifically was bothering me so deeply. So I did what I often do when I reach a moment in our present that I'm trying to understand and I reach to our past, to our texts, to our traditions to see if there's a wisdom that I can glean to make sense and have guidance for these moments. And like so many times in my life, in what seems like a coincidence, the weekly Torah portion appears as if it's written for this moment that we are in. And as I've gotten older and seen too many of these coincidences, coincidences I've come to realize that it's an inappropriate and an inaccurate word to describe the invisible lines of connection that are all around us. It's just our job to stop long enough to see them. Because that's exactly what Moses does this week in the Parsha. Moses has been running away and avoiding everything that has to do with his past, with his country of origin, of the government that disgusts him. He runs to the desert where it says he sees a bush that is burning, but not consumed. And usually that line, it's glanced over. But if we really think about it, it's quite significant because how long does a person have to stand and observe a bush to see this? It takes slowing down and seeing something, which if you're constantly moving, you would miss. You would think it was just a bush on fire. It takes time to note fire without consumption. Finding the miraculous in the everyday is when we slow down enough to see it. And what happens when Moses does slow down and take in the moment is in some respects, the most significant moment the world would ever know. Now, some would argue that was Sinai. That's the most significant moment with the receiving of the Torah. And while Sinai is important, what happens this week reverberates across religions, across cultures, across societies, and across generations. Now, most times, we're taught about this moment, and we try to understand the awe that Moses experienced. We try to tap into what it must have been like, or what did he hear? But Rabbi Mordechai Kaplan, the founder of Reconstructionist Judaism, 
he does not just challenge this idea of questioning, but says that it is completely irrelevant. It doesn't matter, which can sound shocking. Because when we think of God and religion, we think that it's all about what one believes. When in Judaism, belief is not what you're judged on. It's not even what matters. Kaplan explains that one of the most powerful ideas is that our individual conception of God are not very important in and of themselves. Our theology doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if you can academically explain the philosophy of what you think God is or your philosophy of why we're even here. What does matter is that our particular understanding of God is functional for us in a meaningful way, making a difference in our relationships with ourselves, with others, with this world, with what life has placed in front of us during our finite time while we're here. In our relationship with that deeper meaning of this world, it only counts if it drives us towards action, where we are partners in the sacred task of adding light to the world. Now, Moses is the example of that. Now, I have no idea what the burning bush looks like that is not consumed. I mean, I've seen the movie, The Ten Commandments, countless times, but honestly, I still don't get it. But it doesn't matter that I don't get it. What matters is that Moses gets it. What matters is that it spurs Moses to action. Moses goes from running away from Egypt to running back into Egypt to confront the Pharaoh and to demand freedom for an entire people. What matters is Moses' civil disobedience to add light to the world. And it's not just in Moses' generation that this light is added. For countless generations, people would look to the story of Moses like their own burning bush. And they would see their story and it would spur them to action. Moses was the light that lit our nation's fight against slavery. It can be heard in the spirituals, in our own country, in the United States. When Israel was in Egypt's land, let my people go. Being stirred within, it only matters if you do something with it. It only matters that Moses was at the burning bush because it stirred him to action. If he had taken that moment and all the energy that came with it and stayed in the desert, gazing at that bush, or setting up a meditation center around that bush, he would not matter in our narrative. What matters is that he takes the emotion and then he moves to action. And that action, that civil disobedience, it not only causes freedom in his generation, but in the generations that follow. Now this week, it feels like on one hand, the darkest moment in our nation's democracy, with a mob overtaking the Congress. And on the other hand, a white Jewish man and a black Christian man were elected to that exact same Congress. 
The emotions that this week has stirred in you, they're real and they matter only if you do something with them. What I realized what was bothering me so much was the lack of action in our nation. The fact that after the Capitol was ransacked, elected officials still voted to reject electoral college votes despite no evidence of widespread voter fraud. We may shake our head in disgust or in disbelief, but it's not enough. And it doesn't count. What counts and what matters is what we do. We are the generation that follows Moses, a man who had every reason not to lead, including the fact that he had a speech impediment. But he's not remembered for why he couldn't. He's remembered. He's also not remembered for what his revelatory moments were like. Because those revelatory moments, those were his own internal moments. What he is remembered for is that against all odds, he stood up and he fought for a world as it ought to be. And did not just shake his head in disgust and in disbelief at the government he had so closely grown up in. On this Shabbat, I'm inviting all of us to just slow down. Slow down enough to be able to see this moment, to be able to see the bush as it burns and listen to what is going on with inside of you. And then lurch forward with your emotions as your fuel to enact a meaningful and a significant change in your world. It's written in the Talmud, in Avodah Zarah 18a, that quote, there are those that acquire eternity after many years, and there are others who achieve it in a single moment. From, moments, from Moses, his moment came when he slowed down enough to realize what he was called here to do and then acted on it. And perhaps this is our moment right now. Can you hear us sound?